Hi, friends. I'm Mandy. And I'm Missy. And we're the Wayward Homesteaders. In this podcast, we will talk about homesteading and homeschooling. We will cover topics like food preservation, gardening, unschooling, and all the things we enjoy doing with our families. Grow with us as we talk about creating a homestead full of poop, plants, permaculture, and everything in between. Hey everybody, this is Mandy from Chapel Forge. And this is Missy from Homesteading Roots. So today we are going to be talking about finding your niche in homesteading or on your homestead or, you know, whatever that looks like for you. Um, first, we're going to give you a little bit of a business update. Last week we gave you a life update. We talked about how Missy and Jeremy are moving very soon in the next month. Um, so Missy, talk a little bit about what's happening with the business. Obviously, you're like, at somewhat of a stagnant point, I suppose, just because of moving. But you've been doing a lot of um, web-based stuff and marketing SEO type stuff. So talk a little bit about your books, your eBooks and things like that. Yeah. So I've been um, working, trying to boost our Pinterest. Um, I got uh, software that'll help like with pins and stuff. I've been working on that and trying to revamp our keywords um so that like for a lot of my pdfs and ebooks um to get more traction to them on the website um i've been i just released our garden um, planner that's available on our website um and that has 30 pages of different charts and layouts for your garden and plant profiles and canning logs and all that kind of stuff so go check that out um just released that today um i've been doing i want to do a lot more of kind of i don't really want to do companion planning i'm not a big companion planner um (laughs) but some people are so and this kind of goes in with what we're going to be talking about today it's not one of my big interests but i know it is for other people so i kind of got to suck it up and you know maybe make something about companion planning that people would like to read or you know purchase so yeah i've been doing a lot of website um, pdf ebook things doing a lot of research on keywords and getting our products out there promoting the website um like mandy said you know we're going to be in the process of moving our etsy shop is still coming in hot um so i actually might be putting that on vacation mode here soon um, just till we get set up and settled in our new property. Um, because that's been, you know, nonstop with that. So, I mean, which is great. I'm not complaining. Um, but yeah. So other than that, living day by day and getting ready to start packing all this stuff up. So what kind of businessy new businessy things last week, you talked a little bit about how you're hoping to get like a raw milk permit and things like that. So what kind of fun new businessy things can we look forward to once you move? I know since you've been in Florida, um, you know, you've kind of, I know you have felt kind of stuck, like, you know, you can only do tinctures and salves and things like that because you have limited space and whatever. And not to discredit those things. I just know you've always felt a little bit stuck there. So what are you looking forward to doing, hopefully doing on the new, the new homestead? Yeah. So um, we're really excited to get a dairy cow. I'm not sure how that's all going to pan out. If we're going to end up getting a cow that's pregnant, a cow that just delivered along with her calf or just one that's in milk that somebody's you know ready to get rid of. Um, but we want to milk and collect the milk and be able to provide raw milk 
to, we're not going to be able to sell it out of state, which is fine because I don't want to worry about shipping raw milk and all that kind of stuff. But um, we've been doing research on getting the permits and the right um, inspections and licensing and learning about the bottling and getting it cold within two hours after, you know, so that doesn't get a sour taste and you know all the different things we're just soaking in like we said before you know we're turning our waiting room into our classroom and just learning everything we can um we're excited to do that we're i'm excited to dive into making cheeses i love cheese so um interested in doing that um we're very excited about we're gonna get bees uh we actually have friends in like they're in holtwood right um uh yeah, April. Yeah. Yeah, Holwood. Yeah. yeah. Um, they offered us a nook of bees. So like once we get there and get our hive set up, we're going to dive into that. Um, we're going to be doing chicken. So we'll have eggs available. We're going to have a little um, farm store like in one part of our garage and just kind of have it, you know, open to the public and people can stop in and hopefully we're going to do meat chicken. So we'll be able to have that for sale um it's just getting all the permits and doing everything you know the right way i don't need a lawsuit coming down on me um so yeah that kind of stuff and you know like getting the right insurance so that we're protected there and all that kind of stuff but yeah we have a lot of things coming um one of the other things i'm really excited about is i have a designated area that i'm gonna be able to grow like a big amount of herbs so that i can do hydrosols with the herbs um, and our still. We talked about that a little bit before. Uh, so yeah, I'm just excited to be able to have all kinds of things going at once. I feel like there is a lot of really cool mini courses coming down the pike. Yes. Yeah, that'll be <laughs> super fun. Um, Missy's really... Um, so Zad and I have a YouTube channel, at, which is me 95% of the time. Um, and Missy has always, you know, and she's not shy about it. She like audio like this she doesn't mind but to be on camera is just not her favorite thing so hopefully you guys will see some courses coming down the pike from missy where you can just like if you want to start bees too like missy will teach you how to start bees and um you know if you want to learn how to grow a crap ton of lavender maybe there'll be a course on that so um watch for that stuff coming down the pike missy is a really great um researcher so she always you know if i ask her a question and um you know i haven't researched it myself or whatever you know she's like right there and on it and that's something her and i have in common obviously we both love um so some cool things coming from from them down the pike um business updates from us so I had mentioned before, I think, at least I mentioned it on social somewhere, that we were going to be buying a leather business. We actually decided this week, actually like two days ago, that we are not going to be buying the leather business. Um, we just have so much going on right now. Um, we will potentially be away for the month of January. Uh, trying to go on vacation if you want to listen to a really great podcast about vacationing from your homestead homesteading family has a podcast that came out a couple weeks ago if you're feeling burned out on your homestead you need to listen to it so um we decided to put that to bed we're not going to do the we we love that stuff zad loves tooling leather and maybe in another life we can like go down that pike but um we know or i assume and i hope that we're going to be swamped with fire pokers here come christmas season historically we always have been um and um 
we are actually already seeing like the Christmas orders rolling in, uh, which is crazy. I can't even believe like that fire prover orders are already coming in. Dad has taken on an apprentice. Um, so that's been really cool. Um, so his name is Matt and he is coming over usually once a week and Jamie has joined us. If you hear some excitement in the background, um, he's coming over about once a week and just kind of working with Zad. Um, he wanted to learn how to blacksmith. So he reached out and said, you know, I just want to learn. I don't need paid or anything like that. Um, I pay him in eggs because I feel like, Hey, thanks for your time. Here's some eggs. Um, and he's just a really cool dude. He really has a lot. He really has a lot of the same mindset that we do. He kind of like does a little of this and a little of that. He loves to learn. Um, he loves kind of old world skills like blacksmithing. Um, he's interested in homesteading and gardening and land stewardship and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that'll be really, really cool for Zad at Christmas time because he can help us. You know, we are usually very overwhelmed with fire poker orders. So it'll be really great for Zad to have a helper. Um, so that's kind of what's happening with the business. That's what's happening with the business right now. Um, so we're going to move into our topic. So we're going to be talking about homesteading niches today. So Missy, you, why don't you start talking? So like, what is the niche? Maybe in case somebody doesn't know, um, how can you kind of turn your niche into an income or a career? Um, talk about that kind of stuff. Okay. So I kind of did like bullet notes here that I'll just kind of go along with. Um, so a niche is basically an in of that you want to dive deeper into and possibly make an income off of. Um, the way I would coach someone with trying to figure out, you know, what is your niche and finding your niche, it's basically a reflection of your interests and your abilities. Take time to make a list of things you enjoy doing in your free time. Um, if it's something, you know, where you need to do a lot of research for, you know, do the research, take the notes. I'm one where I have probably 15 notebooks going at any given time. And I label each notebook, like one's homesteading, one's business, one's kids, one's, you know, just random research, one's website, one's podcast. You know, I just have all this stuff going at all times and I just take notes and stuff, write things down. I'll go back and like review my notes and be like, oh yeah, I wanted to do this. I have one for just ideas and I'll just simply write in, you know, um, hydrosols. And then like when we find ourselves in this kind of stagnant situation, I'm like, okay, let me go back and look at my list. Oh, let's dive into hydrosols. Let me learn all I can about hydrosols before, you know, we move and start pumping out hydrosols. So your niche is just something that interests you, something that gets you excited, something you want to learn more about, or, you know, something that you're good at that you want to teach other people to do or different ways of viewing it. Um, my number two is uh, narrow down your options um, from your list of interests and strengths. Focus on one option that seems possible to attain and a potential income source. So if that's what you're looking for towards, you know, making money from your hobby slash niche, um, you know, focus on those things. Um, keep in mind a lot of times that starting a new hobby, it usually, usually involves dedicating a lot of time and effort and sweat and tears. Ask me how I know. Um, so it should be definitely something that you're passionate about. You don't want to be like, oh, I kind of like this. So I'm going to dive deep into this because you're going to find out later it was just a waste of time. Um, you're not really interested in it. You don't really want to teach people about it. So, you know, 
what was that time it was just wasted um you also need to like do some research and like analyze the market and competition you know go to farmers markets and like look and see what people are selling and their prices and you know or go on like youtube and watch a video on something and then go down in the comments and see what questions people are answering or asking um if you can you know make something that helps somebody you know if they have a problem um and there's something you are you know very educated in that could solve that problem for them people are going to be more apt to buying your stuff um like kind of for instance with our garden planner uh people you know they're now they're asking can you do something that will tell me when to plant when to harvest when to start seeds that kind of stuff so if it's something that you can answer or make someone's life a little easier it's going to go better than just making a product to sell or, and I'm not saying just because we also do that, making a product to sell, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but you do want to like look around, um, for supply and demand, you know, are you going to be able to get the, um, the ingredients you need to make something or the product, like the product, your end product, what does that all involve? Um, I had this like really great idea that, Oh, we have flat open land to where we're moving. I want to do grapes. I love grapes. Um, I think grapevines are cool and like dried grapevine is real. Grapevine is really awesome. Um, so I dove into it and did a little bit of research and I was thinking, okay, well, if we grow grapes and I try and sell grapes at a farmer's market or at our little farm stand, what if somebody approaches me and is like, I want to buy grapes, but I want an amount that like I can make wine from, cause that's a big thing that like people do with grapes. So I researched, okay, well, how many grapes do you need to make wine? Well, to make a barrel of wine, you need basically a ton of grapes. Well, a ton of grapes is 2,000 pounds, um, approximately 2,000 pounds. Um, You can usually get about five pounds from each vine. So that means I would need over 400 vines to produce a ton of grapes. Um, Yeah, I could do it with less, but you know, that's a big thing that people do with grapes and people aren't going to eat a ton of grapes. You know, you can do jam and jellies and stuff, but people like to make wine out of their grapes. Um, so basically I would have to have 400 grapevines on my property to make enough for one person to make a barrel of wine. And I'm like, okay, so maybe that's not, you know, I just spent all this time researching that and think I did it before I like dove into it. Um, but that's not going to work. Like maybe I could have two vines and we'll just have grapes for our family. And, you know, I can sell an overabundance or whatever at our little farm store. Um, but I'm not going down the, the 400 grapevine trail, uh, Hmm. just so somebody can make wine. I don't, we don't have the room for that. And we have our land designated for other things. Um, you also have to take into consideration, like what's going to work where you live. Like if you, you know, with Mandy, like selling goat milk. Um, or, you know, sorry, milking her goat and then making soap and selling her soap. You know, she, you know, in the beginning had to, okay, her goat's a good fit for my property. You know, we're partially wooded, um, you know, goats love that. So that was perfect. That benefits her, her property and she could have a byproduct from the goat that she can make money off of. And like, she's dove into that and it's been an amazing profit for her. Um, you know, you have to think about like, how are you going to graze them? How will you feed them? Is there going to be water there? Everything. Like you have to sit down and really dive into every little thing you can think of and have an answer for it. Um, basically have a plan before you jump. 
Like just sit down and be like, okay, this is where they're going to go. If you're going to rotate your animals or they're going to be stationary, you know, that kind of thing. You just have, you have to think of it all. Well, and I would add to that too, like find someone you can trust to have this conversation with. Right. So, you know, when Zad came to me that the neighbor had the goat, which started this whole rabbit thing, rabbit hole, um, you know, we like sat down together and we were like, okay, how can we practically do this? You know, and then I didn't personally know anybody that was milking goats. And then so I asked my mom, I said, hey, mom, you know anybody that's milking a goat? Um, and then she sent me to a friend that she's like, well, they had goats. Maybe they know somebody, you know, so that just sent me down another rabbit hole about mm-hmm milking goats and whatever well then I started looking on YouTube okay who do I know on YouTube or who can I find on YouTube that's milking goats and things like that um so finding someone you know like for you guys you know you'll probably chat with April about bees and Kyle's mom so um they're friends that live there in Florida Kyle's mom right yes yeah they're friends that live in Florida. His mom lives in Alabama and they got to go a couple months ago and like check out her bees and whatever. So, you know, if Missy has questions about bees, she's not coming to me because what the heck do I know about bees except to make honey and wax? Um, you know, she's going to go to these other trusted people that we know. So I always think like finding your niche is an interesting, it's an interesting skill to figure out what your niches are because you have to find this balance. Like, you know, if you raise bees and you go to someone else who raises bees, you know, first of all, what's that person's personality? Are they the kind of people who are like, hey, more bees, more life? You know what I mean? Or are they going to be the kind of people that are like stingy and like, no, don't, you know, steal my this and that and whatever. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of time that goes into researching this stuff. And you have to find the line between like, okay, I'm going to share all of my secrets because I want to be a helpful person. And you need to go do some research yourself. Um, and I feel like bees maybe is the exception to that rule because we need more bees. Um, but finding your niche is also finding trusted people that you can learn from, talk to, and maybe they don't do the exact same thing. You know, April, who has the bees, you know, they make soap too, but it's not goat milk soap. They make other soap, you know, and they also make lotion and chapsticks and things. So like a girl came to me today and said, hey, do you make chapstick with your goat milk? And I said, I sure don't, but I got a friend that does. So I hooked her up with a wholesale customer. You know, so this whole like figuring out your homesteading network, um, and this was something I was going to talk about is you can't do everything, you know, mm-hmm. so like I can't milk a cow, grow pigs, have bees, milk goats to make soap, grow chickens, grow turkeys, grow guineas, you know, like if I had 40 acres, maybe I could. Do I want to do all those things? I mean, maybe at some point in my life, I never want to raise bees. That's for dang sure. <laughs> uh, but, you know. I don't need to do all the things. And Kevin um, at Living Traditions Homestead, he talks about this. Like, I don't remember if they tried bees or they didn't. But, you know, he's like, I am happy to support my local bee farmer down the road and buy honey from them, buy wax from them or whatever it is, the things that we need. Um, You know, and Missy and I have had this conversation once they move, especially since we're going to see each other once a month. You know, okay, hey, we're going to barter, like, some milk, some soap, some, you know, maybe till they get their flock established, we barter some eggs or, you know, like Missy doesn't really want to raise turkeys. Well, I'm already set up to raise turkeys and I'm going to have a constant flow of turkey meat because we have heritage turkey. So, you know, maybe we barter like some cheese and some turkey meat or whatever. So I feel like finding your niche is also finding your homesteading network because you can't do everything. Right. 
so go ahead. I didn't mean to overhaul you there. No, you're fine. I kind of touched on my main um, topics. It, it, for me, it boils down to I do a lot of research, like Mandy said before, um, and I research everything and I try to think about everything and all of the what ifs. And, you know, sometimes I go more towards the negatives and I'm really working on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, just do your research. And if it's something that excites you and you enjoy it, then why not make a business out of it? Or, you know, just a, a little side income for your family if you're not looking to turn it into a big business or even just a hobby that you enjoy. Like, you know, if it's something that you enjoy doing you, and you work all day long, you come home and you enjoy, you know, doing whatever, you know, just do it. Like, just figure out ways that you can do it. Well, and I was going to say, too, like, you don't necessarily, like, we're talking about business things, but you don't right. necessarily have to have a business doing right. something homesteading related. I am always for that because, you know, if I'm already raising turkeys, why not sell a couple of them and then write off all the turkey things? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'm going to have all these chickens, I might as well sell some eggs and write off all the chicken things. Like, you right. know, why pay tax on that crap? So, right. you know, that that maybe is you know, that could probably be a podcast all in itself, but, um, you know, Missy was saying about writing down all the questions. So, um, Adam, who actually did both of our websites, um, he told me one time, he's like, whenever somebody, I get a million messages a day, um, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook or via email or a text or whatever, you know, I try to write those questions down somewhere. Um, you know, usually I just keep like in the notes on my phone or whatever, you know, and Adam's like, that's gold for content. So if you're trying to figure out what your niche is, what do people come to you about? So do people come to you and ask, how do you raise bees? Where does the wax come from? How do you harvest honey? You know, if those are the kinds of questions you're getting because you have a little bee uh, colony, that's the right word, right? Bee colony Mm -hmm. in your backyard, you know, then that's where you can maybe start to figure out where your niche is. I just had a meeting with a girl this morning and she's trying to figure out like what her niche is and where she can take her business. And she has extensive marketing background. She's done blogging. Um, you know, she's worked with like large venues and things like that. And so she's trying to figure out where her niche is. And I'm like, okay, so what I, what I suggested to her is I said, two things sit down and write down what you really love and what you really don't love because just because you have history with it doesn't mean you love it and just because you know a lot about it doesn't mean you love it um so sit down and write that stuff down and then sit down and think about or just as you go through your days as you're just generally talking to people you know where does the conversation go and what are people asking you about what do people feel like you're an expert in um that's a great way to sort of figure out what your niche is you know like the girl i talked to this morning we after we were kind of done talking about the business thing we got to talking about baby clothes because her kids are like a couple uh you know sizes ahead of mine and so i often buy like tubs of clothes from her and i said you know interestingly that could be something a path you could go down is consignment or something like that um i guess i always feel too and i i share this with people often is that it's a big market out there. You know, if Missy's going to sell eggs in Mifflin town and I'm going to sell eggs in Conestoga, who cares? The people who are buying eggs in Mifflin town aren't the people that are buying eggs in Conestoga. So it doesn't really matter, you know? And even like I mentioned with the soap, you know, if somebody specifically is looking for goat milk soap, then 
they would buy it from me. But if they don't really care if it has goat milk in it, then maybe they would buy it from my friend that sells soap. You know, so there's just, there's a big market out there. So when you're looking at your niche too, this was a huge pitfall for me when we started our business was I would always look at other people when we were new and I'd be like, oh, they're kind of doing something like me. So maybe I shouldn't do this. That's the dumbest thing you can ever tell yourself because they don't have the same personality as you. They don't conduct business the same way you do. They probably don't have the exact same procedure, the exact same product, you know, things like that. Even like with the milk. So, okay. So say Missy goes and gets her raw milk permit. They get all that stuff done. And there's somebody down the road that's selling raw milk. Okay. Well, are they feeding their cow exactly the same way? Is it the exact same kind of cow? Maybe their cow is like a Guernsey mixed with a Jersey. So it tastes a little bit different or the cream content is a little different or, you know, there's just so many things that like, we get into this pitfall of comparing ourselves to each other because, Oh, well, that's a little bit similar to what I'm doing. Well, that's stupid because, Nothing you're doing is exactly the same as what the next person is doing in general, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, and then, you know, with the whole, you can't do it all thing. I feel like very timely with us with this leather business. Um, I really jumped on it. Zad probably would have hesitated a little bit more than I did, but I had this number in my head when she told us how much it was going to be. And I was like, Oh, yep. That's my number. We're taking it. You know, and I was excited, like, and I think Zad would really enjoy it. And if we were maybe just doing leather or like maybe he was just doing leather and just doing fire pokers, but we have three kids, we have three acres to take care of. We have all these animals to care for and a garden and, 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 and so we just don't have room for it right now. So (sighs) that's just my personality. I get very excited about things and then maybe don't always think them through. And my husband is not like that at all. He thinks everything through for the most part, um, which is probably why we work so well together. So, um, you know, I, you are probably going, as you're figuring out what your niche is, um, you're probably going to get into things that don't work. And again, you know, we're not just talking about business. So as you're figuring out your homestead, you might try to grow garlic this year and it just doesn't work for you. Maybe try it again next year and it still just doesn't work. Whatever. Buy garlic from the garlic farmer down the road and like, <laughs> You know, like this year I tried to go some friggin' acorn squash. All of my squashes sucked. I went down the road. I bought some from my local farmer. Like I'm still supporting my local economy. He has beautiful acorn squash. I might as well buy them from him. So, you know, all that to say, there could be all kinds of factors why your squash didn't grow. Maybe your soil wasn't that great, or maybe the watering was off, or maybe you had bad seeds, or maybe the chickens freaking came along and ate the plant. That's probably what happened to me. Um, you know, so there's there's a, the great thing about a home, the homesteading community, I feel like is there is something for everyone to do, you know, just because like Missy has about the same size house, about the same size barn, about the same size property, you know, her and I talk all the time and literally always know what is happening. There's a thousand things that they're going to do differently than we do. They're going to raise different things, different breeds, different whatever. Um, so I definitely would encourage you to just not get discouraged by quote competition because it's just not worth your stress right um so okay as we let's see wrap this one up a little bit you've touched mostly touched on you know what your niches are going to be so like herbs for one is something you're really looking forward to bees for two um you know i assume you're probably going to sell eggs and things like that um (laughs) any other ways i guess maybe you feel like your business is going to shift as far as if you're if 
you know, like our listeners are looking to take something on their home set and turn it into a business. Um, you know, so right now you're focusing on tinctures, salves, ebooks, things like that. Um, what other like growth points, you know, like what other ebooks are you looking forward to or courses or things like that? Um, so yeah, I was, I'm kind of diving into researching more on mini courses and a lot of it, I feel like, you know, I can't start right now because I don't have the knowledge and the experience because I haven't had bees yet, or I haven't had a milk cow yet. Um, but I would love to, you know, talk about moving from a rural area and buying your homestead and just kind yeah. of not even, you know, actually stepping foot on it before you move. Um, and just being, being able to be a support for people who do take that step. You know, I've been through it. There's ways I can support you, um, and help you through it. Um, mini classes, as far as, you know, I'd love to teach people how to make hydrosols and not everybody's going to go out and buy a still and do it, but it helps them to understand the process and where the hydrosol comes from and what a hydrosol exactly is. If I could do a step-by-step -step video or, you know, a mini course on it. So that's kind of what we're going to be geared towards, which cracks me up because if you would have told me like two years ago, Oh, you're going to start doing eBooks and PDFs and um, e-courses. I'd look, I'd laughed at you. I'd have been like, yeah, okay. I think you did laugh at me actually. I, I probably did. Yeah. This was her grand idea. No, right. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so and and I have Mandy to bounce stuff off of and ideas to bounce her off of. And we're here for you. Like you bounce stuff off of us. If we don't know, we'll do some research and we'll find the answer for you or direct you to someone who has experience in that area and could probably help you. Um, but yeah, so we're, you know, going down that path. I think Jeremy's going to be more of the working in the field kind of so to say um so it'll probably be more of me doing the computer things but i would love to do like free pdfs on like when to start certain seeds or you know anything gardening or herbs or cows or bees or any of that so that's kind of where we're headed well, and as that support system goes, you know, we had a great meeting last week. We started um, a homesteading mastermind group. Um, so we have a Facebook group, The Wayward Homesteaders. And as part of that group, we started like a mastermind. It's free. Um, it's just like a way to kind of bring the homesteading community together. Last week was our first one. We had like 10 people, which I was stoked about. Um, right. We had great conversation. We sort of were just getting to know each other, where everybody is in their journey, um, what they feel like they're doing great at, maybe what they feel like they're failing at or whatever. Um, and it was a great little group. So if that's something that interests you, you know, definitely reach out. We can get you on our email list. We have um, one coming up October 6th. I think it is. Let's double check the date. Um, that's going to be a Q&A on freeze drying. So Missy and I will kind of talk about freeze drying. We've done a podcast on freeze drying. Um but so we'll talk about kind of what the freeze dryer is and what it does and its benefits and all that kind of thing. And then answer questions because freeze drying at this point for me is something I get questions on all the time. So I have shorts on it on my YouTube channel and different videos about freeze drying different things. And I get questions about it all the time. So that one is coming up. So if a freeze dryer has been on your radar or you're trying to decide if it's worth the price, which I promise you it 100% is, um, check that out and you know reach out i can get you on the email list so you don't miss any of that kind of stuff um so yeah and as far as zad and i's like homestead niches go you know i really feel like i found my groove here with the goat milk soap i'm loving it we're offering the goat milk soap 
without synthetics. It's just the milk, the oils, the fats. Um, you know, we're rendering our own tallow from a local butcher, um, you know, getting the the beef fat or whatever, and then rendering it down into tallow. And then I'm growing as much as I can of what's going into it. So different herbs and things. And if I can't grow it, you know, sourcing limes and lemons and mangoes and that kind of stuff that I can dry and then put in. And then obviously we're using some essential oils for some scenting because I don't have everything. Um, that is something Missy and I are hoping to work together on is as she's making hydrosols that I can use the essential oils that come off of it to go in the soap. Um, if you listen to our podcast on concussions, um, you know that her and I are both very sensitive to different smells and strongly scented things and, you know, instant headache, that kind of stuff. So we love using things that aren't strongly scented or at least naturally scented. Um, so I am loving that as one of our niches right now. Eggs have really been doing really well for me. I've been selling rainbow eggs, as I call them. Um, and it's funny to me, like these, we've been eating eggs from our own chickens for probably five, a little over five years now, shortly after we moved in here. Um, and I like constantly, as I have new customers, there's like, wow, I was eating store-bought eggs before and I had no idea what I was missing out on. And to me, like, I can't even fathom eating a store-bought egg at this point. It probably tastes nothing like mine. Um, you know, not to be all pompous, but like, you know, people are coming to me and they're like, wow, your eggs taste amazing. And I'm just like, they taste like eggs. Um, so I am loving that. I mean, I, the excitement of gathering rainbow eggs every day, it doesn't fade. Um, searching for doing the little egg hunt situation every day, that doesn't fade. I found like 20 eggs in the corner of the guinea shed today. And I found like another 20 under a hosta earlier this week. I just can't even with all of that. So, um, yeah. So find your niche. Like Misha said, if it excites you, like explore it and research it and find other people that you can chat with about it. Because if it excites you more than likely, it will continue to excite you. Um, you know, every time I pour a loaf, I hate that word. Every time I pour a loaf of soap, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so satisfying. Like I love the swirling and I love watching it set up in the fridge and like just all that kind of stuff. So find those things that satisfy you and you know, that may be where you find your next income source. So, or just something you enjoy, you know, if you're looking for another hobby. So, um, anything else, miss? No, I think we covered it all. Yeah. So, um, if you would like to, uh, be on our our masterminds or our Q&As. Definitely reach out to me and I will get you on our email list. Um, we have a podcast about making money off your garden. So if this whole topic of like making money off your homestead interests you, check that out. Um, I have a podcast that came, or sorry, a YouTube video that came out a couple days ago where I talk about making money on your homestead and I talk about all kinds of ways that you can make money on your homestead. So, you know, if that's something you're trying to do, whether you want to make it your main income source or you're just trying to supplement what you're already doing, um, check that out. Lots of ideas for lots of skill levels and different sizes of homesteads and things like that. So as always, we hope that you learned something, that this was interesting. If you have questions, you can find us at homesteadingroots.com or chapelforge.com. Missy and I are both on Facebook and Instagram. Um, you can find us on YouTube. Obviously, you can find us in our Wayward Homesteaders um, Facebook group. That's a great little community. We have such great questions in that group. Yeah, we do. Um, I love so group. yeah, re reach out to us there. If you're not on Facebook, you know, you can find us those other places. So we will see you guys next week. Bye, friends.